fourth and fifth graders, welcome back to another week of Kid City Online. Last week we took a break from our normal series, but we are back with another uh, lesson in our Defending the Faith series. So in this series, we're learning about something called apologetics. And Christian apologetics is all about sharing evidence and reasoning that helps us support our Christian beliefs. We've been thinking about 1 Peter 3.15, which says this, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So giving a reason for the hope that we have. And so far in this series, we've looked at logical, scientific, and archeological evidence that helps support our belief that the Bible, God's word, is trustworthy. And today we're going to look at the evidence that some people use to say that the Bible isn't true. We're going to talk about how we can defend our faith even when people come up with evidence that seems to go against the Bible. Now many times people get confused about what is truth and what is fake news. People believe that things are true but they're actually fake news and the opposite is also true. They might think that something is false when in reality is it is actually true. And it can be easy to get confused when we don't know who to trust, right? Many people believe things that turn out to be fake. Now for instance, here's an example for you guys. Many people think that this one line in Star Wars, Luke, I am your father. It's one of the most quoted lines of all Star Wars. People believe Darth Vader said this line and in fact, it was never actually said in the movie. Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. Now there's a whole show too that is dedicated to testing things out that people have heard before or that they they've seen to see if it's fake or if it's true. And it's called Mythbusters. Maybe you've seen this show before or maybe you haven't, but in Mythbusters, the hosts would do research and do scientific experiments to see if some of the things that people believed were true or not. Now I'm going to put a list on the screen. Here are some of the things that the Mythbusters have looked at before. Are there any on there that spark your interest? Now maybe you think some of these things are true and maybe you think some of these things are fake news and maybe some of them you think might be somewhere in the middle and you're not sure if they're true or not. Now this show helped to investigate and figure out which things should be filed where in our heads, true or fake news. Now I have a question for you. How about this book? Where does this book get filed? Is it under truth? Is it under fake news? Or is it somewhere in the middle? 
Now I want to show you two verses that will help us to understand um, as we're thinking about how God wants us to think about the Bible. The first one is Hebrews 11:6, which says this, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. All right, and then the second verse that I want to read to you is 2 Timothy 3.16, which says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So Hebrews 11.6 says that God's expectation of us is that we have faith in him, that we trust him. And 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that scripture is useful. And not just some parts of it, but all parts of scripture are, youth, are useful. And they're useful because it's true. All of it. If we're going to please God and we want to come close to knowing him, we have to have faith in him and his word. We must see this book as truth in its entirety, completely and entirely true. If we start picking out pieces of the Bible that we want to trust and parts of it that we're not going to trust, then we've started to rely on ourselves and our brains rather than having faith in and relying on God and his word. And that's not a type of faith that pleases God. Now, it's okay to have questions and to wonder things about Christianity and about God and about the Bible, but as Christians, we don't let those questions cause us to walk away from living for God. Instead, we let those questions be a way for our faith to grow even stronger. Now, I want you to check out what Isaiah 40 verse 8 says. It says, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God remains forever. Many people have been alive who have had ideas that have gone against God's word. And many people will come along in the future who are going to have ideas that go against God's word as well. And all of those people and all of their ideas will go away at some point in time. But God's word, the word of God, will stand forever. It's never going to go away. And I can have faith even as I question things and have questions about God and about the Bible. I know that I can have faith that this is true. And here's the good thing. Here, here's a good thing that we can do when we have questions about God. There's a couple of different steps. Step one is to think, Okay, I trust you, God, and I have faith that your word is 100% true. But I have a question about something. So start by acknowledging, God, I know your word is true. But then move to your question. Step two is to search and see what Christians have discovered that can help you answer the question that you have. 
Don't be scared if you have questions about the Bible. I still have questions about the Bible. And we want to seek and see what other people might have learned about the same questions that we might have. We can ask them, but then we want to make sure that we're asking them with a heart and with a mind that's searching for answers. And we want to make sure, too, that we take their answers and hold it against God's Word to see if the answers they are giving us are supported by God's Word or if they go against God's Word. Because if anything goes against God's Word, it's not true because this is the absolute truth. Now, sometimes very smart people come up with things that make it look like the Bible can't be true. So I want to tell you guys um, about one of those times. It's the story of the Piltdown Man. So in 1912, an archaeologist named Charles Darwin said that he had found a creature that was part man and part ape. He called it the Piltdown Man and claimed that it was evidence that humans had evolved from apes. He said that this skull was evidence that apes sometimes, sometime in the past gave birth to something like this Piltdown Man, which was half ape and half human. Then eventually these Piltdown Man, man creatures gave birth to fully developed human beings. So Charles and his team said they discovered the bones and the artifacts that had become buried in the ground about 500,000 years ago. Piltdown Man helped to prove that the Bible was wrong about where humans came from and that evolution was true. Well, in 1953, the truth about Piltdown Man was discovered. It turned out that the Piltdown Man was the jaw and teeth of an orangutan combined with the cranium of a modern human. And worst of all, these parts were combined on purpose by Charles Darwin to make it look like a half man, half ape scientific discovery. It was fake. Charles Darwin had lied and many, many people all around the world believed it, including top scientists. For 41 years, scientists around the world believed that the Piltdown Man was real and it was evidence of evolution. Imagine being alive during that time. You believe that the Bible says that God is the creator. Then along comes all of these scientists saying that the Piltdown Man proves evolution. There are pictures in your science books at school and all of the really smart scientists are saying that Piltdown Man disproves the Bible. What would you do? How would you feel about that? What would you believe? Would you have moved your thinking about the Bible? Would you have taken the Bible from 100% real to fake news? because of what the scientists were saying, it took 41 years for them to figure out the truth about the Piltdown Man. During that time, Christians had, to ch had a challenge to what they believed. But in the end, Isaiah 48 
40 verse 8 again which says the word of our God remains forever and that ended up being true over what the scientists had discovered the word of God came out to be true as it always does there are so many other examples of how smart people, scientists, um, and other, other smart, intelligent people that can challenge our faith in God's word, either with science, maybe archaeology, logic, or even straight up lies like the Piltdown Man. But in the end, we find that the truth of Isaiah 40 verse 8, God's word stands forever, even when our faith is challenged. So whenever something comes up that you're not sure about, remember those two steps that we talked about. Acknowledge God, okay God, I believe that your word is 100% true, but I have a question. And then proceed to dig into that question to find the answers by asking Christians that you trust and comparing those answers to the Word of God because the Word of God is always going to be what stands in the end as a hundred percent truth. So remember, it's okay to have questions. We all have them at times. And Kid City is a safe space to ask those questions. We want to help you guys as you dig into and investigate these truths. And also, knowing the truth of God's word is what's going to be able to help you defend your faith against the fake news that's going to be thrown at you in this world. So thanks for joining me again this week, you guys. Next week, we're going to be wrapping up this Defending Our Faith series, and I'm excited to finish this up with you guys. And so we'll see you guys then. Bye, guys. Bye.